Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today I wanted to chat about consistency. So this is a topic that I bet you've heard of from many different people in the wellness space is all you have to do is be consistent to get results. But how many of us are consistently inconsistent? You know, that is a phrase and a term I think many of us have heard. So that kind of hidden factor that might be hurting your results, consistency. I mean, at the end of the day, that really, really matters. And I want to share a story um, from this, this lady, and it wasn't necessarily a full fleshed out story, but I think it was a quote that really hit me being in the wellness space, how much consistency matters. So I recently signed up for um, a couple different Ayurvedic programs in particular to learn even more about the menstrual cycle and women's health. I will just say this. One thing my cat is, is consistently consistent. I just had to pause in the middle of my recording to move my cat to a bathroom so I could record this. So um, he is very consistent with what he does. He hears me talk on the microphone. He is a magnet to the microphone every time. So that is some great consistency that he has. But um, back to kind of my story about the Ayurvedic um, and hormonal health programs that I signed up for. So I signed up for a couple different ones from a few different teachers who are from India. And one of them is a Western medical OBGYN and an Ayurvedic doctor. So kind of that combo. And so I was really excited to kind of hear the blend of um, how does it work together and how does she do it in her practice? And this is by Dr. Vasant Ladd, who is a very um, trusted Ayurvedic doctor here. And so this is his team that is giving us this workshop. So I learned so much about the subtle body in those first um, few lessons, which maybe I'll share about later um, on the podcast, but uh, that subtle body, um, you know, what does that mean? So in case you're wondering a little bit, like, what is that subtle body? So that's meaning, um, you know, what are our thoughts? Like, what are the thoughts we have on repeat? Um, for example, like I hear people say it all the time, like, oh, I can never lose weight or, um, I have these bat wings. I have my seniors who say that quite a bit, that they want to get rid of their bat wings. And so if we're keeping repeating these habits or these thoughts over and over to ourselves, it's very hard for our bodies to let that go because what we are focusing on, our attention goes there. And if we're constantly thinking about, oh my gosh, I hate this about myself, or I wish this could change. Um, we're just kind of ruminating there and nothing really happens. Like maybe you're taking steps to make those changes, or maybe you're not. And you're just kind of keep having those thoughts on that habit loop. Um, and that is something that I highly suggest to break. And if you notice yourself in those habit loops, can you pause? Can you stop and say, Ooh, how can I reframe this? You know, so if it is something negative about your body, like just pause, notice, and just say, okay, what can I say positive about? Let's say you were talking about your arms and you're like, oh, I want my arms to be more toned pause. You can think instead of being like, oh, I wish, you know, my triceps were more defined. Wow. I am so proud of how strong my arms are. I can lift my child or I can, you know, lift 30 pound dumbbells, whatever that is like, just kind of having that reframe to reset those thought patterns. So you can kind of start to break out of those habit loops because just like that being consistent, that is a consistent thought that you're having. And that's not, um, that's not great when we're having those negative self-talk and that negative self-talk. So one of the people in the group had made a comment because we were just chatting about um, Dinacharya, which is basically your daily routines and why that matters so much and how to sync it with different times of the day, as well as um, the seasons 
and just everything that I am all about, you know, just your cyclical living in general. And so one of the participants in the group had written this in the chat. I'm realizing I'm very inconsistent in doing things. And now realizing as the years have gone by that inconsistencies are starting to catch up with me. And that I think was like a, for myself, an aha, you know, being someone who, um, you know, having, having her, this woman making that reflective thought of like, yeah, if I would have done this better, you know, 10 years ago, and I don't know how old she was, but let's say, um, you know, let's say she was just in her fifties and she can even think like, shoot, you know, 10 years ago, if I would have been consistent with this, maybe as I'm going into, you know, menopause, I would feel better. Um, it can be something that starts again way earlier. So how we're even experiencing, um, let's say perimenopause that starts during your menstrual years, um, and how we're experiencing menopause, that's going to start in your perimenopause years, all of those things, they all are kind of stacked up on top of each other. And so what we've done, you know, even as kids, like we're setting up our gut health for, um, the next few years. So obviously we can change these by changing those habits, but we are constantly stacking on top of what we've currently done. So for me, you know, that really, that really struck a chord of, wow, this, this is an example of why consistency matters. You know, that's why if we miss a workout while we're on vacation, it's not going to hurt you. You know, if you come back and you pick it up. So that's something that I think we can get in the dogmatic view of, of like, I have to always do these things, um, which I've seen go kind of on the opposite side of things, uh, a little bit scary, intense, but we can also see it being like, yeah, this is why being consistent matters. It doesn't matter if I was sick for a week and I had to rest and I couldn't do, um, maybe you're, let's say you are weightlifting just cause that's an easy example. Uh, you couldn't lift as intensely, or maybe you had to take the whole week off as a rest week that next week you might start off a little slow, but I guarantee you by the end of the week, you're going to be just back to normal because what we've done consistently before that has already built up our foundation. You don't lose things in one week, a one week of rest. And the same goes for nutrition. I think so many times we think, um, oh my goodness, I splurged. Let's say you had a splurge all weekend long and you're like, shoot, now I feel awful. And now I've just, um, now again, I'm not a fan of diets, but again, this is how a lot of people think of like, oh, my diet is out of whack. Let me just eat whatever I want. Cause I can't stick to eating healthy, whatever that would look like now in reality. Okay. Let's say you had a meal where you're like, oh, that made me feel heavy. It was just sitting in my stomach. Well, how can you eat back to your regular meals the next time? And I think this is something that fitness people tell you all the time. And I, having been around many trainers, you're like, and seeing what people eat, you can be like, wow, it really does matter. Cause I've been around people who will splurge and have fun. And, um, maybe they're having drinks and having rich desserts and a big, nice, juicy, whatever pasta bowl. Um, and then the next day, you know, maybe they don't feel great cause that's not how they usually eat, but then they're right back on their regular habits. And I think that's something that, um, really shows you why people and why wellness professionals tell you that, that consistency is the key. Um, but what does happen and what I've seen more often than not is the inconsistency with these habits. So what starts to hurt you is when you stick to an exercise habit for a month, you don't see progress and then you quit for a year. 
So in my head, this is what I'm imagining this woman probably doing for many years of like, okay, I started something for a month. It didn't go as I thought. I didn't get those instant results. And then I quit for a year. And then the year rolls around. You're like, shoot, I haven't really worked out in a year. Let me now try another workout program. You do something, it lasts maybe three months and then you stop for four months. Then you're like, oh, I should really get back into that routine. You pick it up again and then it stops. So those patterns, I think, are what really hurts people from reaching your goal of the, the constant start stop just the inconsistencies and that can go for anything that can go for meditation so like right now i'm in a funk with my meditation if i'm going to be um honest like in the mornings i'm coming down and i'm sitting at least for five minutes but i have not felt like i want to sit for 15. so i'm i'm not stopping though what i'm not doing is throwing in the towel and completely saying you know what i'm five minutes isn't worth it i should stop because it is a habit that i do want to keep And I know it will come back around. Um, For me, I'm very connected to the seasons. And seasonally, this is a time where it gets harder for me to just sit because it is bright out in the morning. Um, And I just have a little bit more energy as the day starts. So instead of sitting for 15 minutes, I need to tweak my yoga asana and have that be a little bit more faster paced. So I'm a little bit more tired and ready to sit. Um, So these are just little tweaks that I'm doing, but it doesn't mean I'm going to completely stop that. Um, Because as soon as I stop that, I know for myself, it's going to slide into all summer long. I'm not going to meditate. And then come September, I'm going to feel a little bit out of whack. My vata is going to be a little imbalanced. And so that's why I I am practicing kind of the discipline. You also have to have that discipline to sit, to have that consistency. Um, You know, same goes for working out. There is a little bit of discipline involved of like, okay, this is my workout time. I am for sure getting it in. Um, whatever it might look like, it will fluctuate because I think that's the other side of the coin of like knowing that we're cyclical beings. Like I- I'm going to have to fluctuate this because during my bleed phase, I plan those first three days as rest days. That means my program that I had originally scheduled to lift, I have to tweak it because I'm cycling and this is, I'm a cycling um, female and this is how I'm going to have to adjust. So what really happens, I think too, when we go on those cycles of start, stop, start, stop, um, we go from zero to a hundred, you know, I've seen this time and time again of like, okay, I'm ready to get back into things. Um, and this is more in my personal training days, but a lot of the times when, um, new clients, I go through an intake form with them. And then when we, we started, uh, I always would ask a couple questions of like, do you want to enjoy this program or you just want to get results? And I would say 90% of people said they did want to enjoy the program because that's what made them stop in the past. But occasionally you'd have that 10% of people who say, I don't care. I just want results. Now in my head, I'm like, Ooh, okay. We're gonna have to do a little bit more coaching here because that person wants to go from zero to hundred. They don't want to slowly ease back into working out. They want to work out six days a week going from zero. And that's not sustainable. You know, it's just not, even if you did do that. So example for myself, the last couple of years, my lifting has been very inconsistent. It's just been a little bit all over the place. And, um, a lot of that was because adjusting to being at home. And I've kind of reflected on this, like, why was I so inconsistent and, um, you know, getting in that habit of like, okay, I'm never, I'm never leaving the house. I'm always here. And, um, I'm sitting in my office all day and then I'm lifting in my office. Everything is happening in my office, my yoga practice in the morning, my meditation. So how can I tweak that? Well, right now I'm like, Hey, it's nice out. It's not too hot. I can lift outside. So I bring a couple of sets of weights. I lift out my backyard. Sorry, my throat is also very dry because I'm fighting a cold. So with that also being said, 
um, the class, which I've talked about um, on here before, the, the routine that I like to do, instead of doing it in my office and having it projected on my computer, I've been doing it in my living room and I put it on my TV. And I've been using my trampoline to jump on. Um, instead of jumping on the floor, I have a, we have a little mini trampoline in our living room. And so I use that to do um, a little bit more variety. So all of those ways are ways that I've tweaked my workout habits. Now I'm going to be back up to four days of lifting a week, but I've built up to that. Because when I started, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go right back into four days of um, lifting. I think I tried to start with five days and it I wasn't consistent. I was exactly as I described earlier, where you started for a month, then I quit because I was like, ah, I can't, I can't keep with this program. Um, and then I, you know, dabbled with lifting once or twice a week and um, mostly did the class. And so I'm kind of built up that muscle. I've started with three days a week. Um, and then now I'm adding that fourth day back in. And I'm still having the class in there because that's kind of what I also realize is I need that time. I need that program to keep me motivated to hit my workout days, to hit my lifting days. So what is that for you? You know, what could you do to kind of help set yourself up for success? And some of it's going to come from trial and error. Sometimes we need that accountability. Sometimes we need that coach. Um, so like, this is why, like, I'm going to, after I'm done recording this, I'm going to actually be talking with my business coach, um, the movement maestro and Shantae, and we're going to be chatting about business. And so that's helpful for me because I'm like, okay, what did she have me try to work on? Um, the last time we talked and it's motivated me to kind of, okay, here's the things that I want to make sure I, um, check off the box because I want to talk to her about how the results were. Now that doesn't mean that, um, you know, if you're self-motivator and you're like, yes, yes, yes. I can do all that um, on my own. Great. I am too. I'm an upholder. The Gretchen Rubin four tendencies, I will do stuff for myself or for others, but I have found that sometimes having that extra set of eyes on things help. So if you're someone who's really struggling, have that extra set of eyes on, um, have someone there to help you, to help you stay consistent. So the last kind of piece that I wanted to chat on today is the, the cyclical living part. So I chatted just briefly on it. I tapped on that. Um, and I want to kind of pull that thread a little bit more. So what, how do we, how do you make this work then? You know, if you're thinking, Andrew, how do you make this work in the cyclical lifestyle, you know, living alignment with your menstrual cycle, living in alignment with the seasons. So, um, really I'm paying attention to what's going on outside as well as what's going on inside. So, as I said, I rest those first three days of my menstrual cycle from my workouts. Now, knowing that going ahead into the things like I already know, okay, I will be bleeding, um, three days. Well, I'm just going to really break this down. Cause I actually just looked at this the other day. So I'm going to be traveling a couple weekends in May. Now with that, I will have to tweak programs. Well, my bleed comes one of the weeks that I'm traveling and I won't probably have access to weights. So I'm just going to take that whole week off of weights and it's going to be the class week. It's going to be a taper week. And then I'll pick up the program the following Monday. So that's kind of how I looked at, okay, this is how I'm going to fit it in. It means that doesn't mean I'm stopping my workouts. It means I'm tweaking. Um, and again, I think it's the all or nothing mentality that gets us into trouble of the starting and stopping. So, and then every month I know I usually like to work out a little bit harder during the follicular and ovulation phase. So I plan a workout every day and I, again, I'm doing the class. I'm going for walks. I'm going for bike rides. And I would not recommend that to everyone. Um, during those phases, I have been consistent with workouts for 21 years. So I've built up that resistance. Um, and if you haven't, if you don't even have it, I would say at least five years you need um, of building up the endurance to do this. 
Otherwise, what tends to happen is you feel burnt out, you feel depleted. Many people need that rest day. And also a caveat, I am much more in control of my schedule since I work for myself than other people are. So I'm not, I know when I reach that burnout phase and when I need to rest and I'm not at it, you know, I've purposely built my life where I have um, self-care built into my day, where I have space to go for walks, where I have spaces where I can just be out in nature. Um, and I will do projects. I've kind of flipped my schedule. So I know what days I can do creative projects. So I'm not having to, um, you know, like, let's say in Minnesota, it, it might be raining on a Saturday and that might be my normal bike day out in nature where I really get replenished. But because I have, um, it's going to be sunny on Friday and I maybe had some creative tasks planned, well, I'll just flip them. I can move those to Saturday and then take my bike ride on Friday. Not everyone has that option. And so that's why I say it's really hard for me to recommend even trying to do six or seven days because I think most people are going to be a little bit more burnt out and drained than fulfilled with that. So that is my huge caveat on that. Um, and then, as I said earlier about the switching up my morning routines, so I really have to switch up my morning rituals based on the seasons. And so I'm in the process right now of um, just because we had such a long, cold spring, um, I'm going to already transition into summer with my routines. So what does my summer routine going to look like in the mornings? And that's what I'm going to start to slide into already in May. So that's how I kind of break up things. And then come fall, I'll, I'll be switched around because I'll already feel we start to slow down, you know, that Vata energy picks up, but it also gets a little bit darker earlier in the mornings. And so I'm going to have a little bit more slowness energy. I want to slow down the yoga asana that I do. And I want to pick up the meditation and pranayama again. So that is a little glimpse into how it works for myself. So now I kind of want to throw it to you and give you the weekly challenge. What area in your life are you feeling like consistency could really help you? You know, not only this year, but think 20 years from now, what habit, what routine would really benefit you? And if you're someone who has been inconsistent with your workouts, you know, could finding something then it doesn't mean you're going to be doing this thing for the next 20 years. I, that is, that is also, um, a huge learning point too. Don't think that you're going to, you're going to pick something and it's going to satisfy you for 20 years. The odds of that are, are slim to none. You know, like I love to lift weights. I'm not saying I'm going to lift weights for the rest of my life. Now in the back of my head, I think I will, but let's say maybe that was a bad example. Let's do the class. So right now I'm loving the class, but does that mean I'm thinking I'm going to do that for 20 years? Not really. No, you know, in, in 20 years, my body might not really enjoy it as much as it does right now. Who knows if it's going to be around in 20 years? So that is why, um, you know, saying this is going to be my thing for the next 20 years, it puts too much pressure on that thing. And then we fail and then we feel horrible. And then again, we go back to being inconsistent. So don't put pressure on this thing to be your thing for life. It's going to be your thing for right now. What do you need to be consistent with for right now that will benefit you for the next 20 years? And that might evolve. So instead of doing the class, I might find something else that is my new class 10 years from now, and that will be my thing. But all of that is still moving my, me forwards into my goal, um, just to live in my forties and fifties in amazing health. So that is, um, what I want you to ponder, you know, what do you need to ponder? Where do you need to build up that consistency muscle in your life? All right. Thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.